Hello and welcome back to the Tao Te Ching podcast with Shu Li. Tonight, we're going to be delving into chapter 8 of the Tao Te Ching. The Ba Zhang chapter 8 is all about water and it is probably one of the most famous chapters in this book. Probably because the famous actor and martial arts teacher, Bruce Lee, referred to this chapter. His famous quote was two words be water. He told one of his students. And this philosophy comes from this chapter right here. The one that we're going to be drip dropping into right now. Chapter 8. Let me read the English translation for you and then we will slowly dissect the original It begins like this. The perfect goodness is like water. Water approaches all things instead of contending with them. It prefers to dwell where no one would like to stay. Hence, it comes close to the Tao. A man of perfect goodness chooses a low place to dwell as water does. He has a heart as deep as water. He offers friendship as tender as water. He speaks as sincerely as water. And he rules a state as orderly as water. In the Chinese classical text here, it begins with this sentence, Shang Shan, Zhuo Shui. Now, in the English, it is translated as the perfect goodness, Shang Shan. I mean, we think of the word perfect, we think, what do we think of? That there's no, there's no defect, there are no defects with it. That it's like God in a way. That's probably what we think of perfection as. But... In the original, it does not actually say the word perfect. It has the word up. Shang means up or upper or going up. So it may not be precisely the meaning of perfect, although that could be one translation of it. 
Sheng Shan may refer to a superior, a superior type of goodness, or the goodness that is the best, the best kind of goodness, or yeah. I wouldn't say it's comparatively better. I think it's really trying to say the best kind of goodness, which can be rendered as a perfect goodness. But since we think that usually think that nothing can be perfect, I would say that this is a superior kind of goodness, the best, the best kind of goodness that we can know. Right, that is the best kind of goodness that is available to us, because we, as human beings, no matter what we try to do, I don't think we can reach perfection, but we can certainly look up, as this word refers to looking up, going up. We can keep on progressing. We can improve, and so this opening sentence here is. Saying, this superior goodness, this goodness that we can look up to, this goodness that is the best kind of goodness, a model kind of goodness that we can aspire to, is like water. And then it goes on to describe why. It explains why it says this shui shan li wan wu er bu zheng. It gives one reason here why we should imitate, why we should emulate water, why we should look up to water as a superior kind of goodness, why water embodies a kind of character. That we should have within our own lives, that would make us better people, I suppose, if there is such a thing. It says, "Shui Shan, water is good because it benefits." Li means it benefits one wu, all of creation. One wu is all of creation. So, shui shan, li wan wu, er bu zheng. The reason why water is the superior kind of goodness, the best kind of goodness, is because water gives benefits to all living things, all living creatures. All living life, all objects, and it does not, in the same breath, by the same token, it does not simultaneously. It does not contend with them. 不争 it does not fight with them. It does not compete with them. 不争 Uh, this word "bu" means not, and "zheng" can be used in a number of ways. One of which is "zhan zheng," which is war, 
Zhengqu, uh, which is uh, to compete for. All right. It says that water is good. Water is water has a superior quality to it. Water has a, a perfect kind of goodness, a, the best kind of goodness that we can we have available to us, because it benefits all of creation, and at the same time, it does not contend with creation. It does not fight with any created thing or any object or any phenomena. It just it lets it be. Right, water is in itself good. It benefits others, but it does not compete with others. Perhaps to try and be others, you never see water trying to be another thing, for example. For example, let's have water on one hand and we have stone on the other hand, right? You'll never see water trying to be stone, right? And by the same token, you'll never see stone try to be water, right? They are different things. They are made up of different types of chemicals or chemical elements. So water knows its place very well. Water is of a superior goodness because of its character. Yet it can afford to benefit others. But at the same time, it does not force others to try and be like itself. And it does not have conflict. It does not cause conflict. It does not fight against others. It just lets them all be. And this is the superior kind of goodness that water is. That one, it benefits others. And two, it does not contend with them. That's why this perfect kind of goodness, this the best goodness, is like water. It behaves like water. Water behaves. So instead of contending with them, it approaches them. Approach can be said it, as it surrounds them. It supports them. It benefits them in some way. And so, sometimes, we as human beings, we can learn from this. We can learn to approach things in different ways. We, we can approach, but like water, we don't contend. We don't try and compete. We don't fight against others. 
I don't think this is trying to say we should never go and run a race for fun or compete at the Olympic Games, for example. I don't think this is about that. This is not about... Financial economy, in a sense, how to make money in business. This is not about that. This is about personally how you how we live our lives. Do we approach a situation? Do we approach it from many different angles? Or do we go and confront a situation by trying to fight it up front? Ah, these are the types of approaches that water can have. And trying to fight and contend with and compete with a situation to aggravate it, to cause a confrontation with it, to anger it, to upset it, that is not one of the ways... That water does things naturally. Water, water is naturally. It can be said to be submissive, but yet it is very powerful in itself. It can be said to be small. Like if you drop a drip of water, it's a drip. If a tap is running a leak, the water will drip one drop at a time. Some of these drops can be very small in size. But over time, if you put your forehead <laughs> under a leaking tap, and it, the water is constantly dripping onto your forehead, even if these little drips and drops seem very insignificant and they do not cause harm to you immediately, over time, if you keep your head under that running tab, you will go insane. <laughs> and I'm just talking about small drips of water over time can drive you insane if you keep your head under that running tap. But the water will just keep on running. The water will keep on running until you lose your sanity. You, in fact, we will be the first to lose our sanity before the, the leaking tap stops dripping water. This is how persistent water is. And that's the other aspect of that's the other characteristic that's the other attribute of water that is it's so consistent that if nothing is done about it it will just keep on dripping it will just keep on dripping and our patience will run dry before the water runs dry that's there are no two ways about that Uh, so, let's read on to the next sentence here. It says, 
it prefers to dwell where no one would like to stay. In the original Chinese text, it says, "Chu zhong ren zhi suo wu." Chu zhong ren zhi suo wu. Chu means it lives. Zhong ren means everyone. Zhi suo wu. It lives in a place where people hate, basically. In places that people hate, wherever people hate, that's where it lives. In a refined translation, it prefers to dwell where no one would like to stay. Let me tell you a story about the past week. Now I have this house, an investment property. We have this house, and my wife and I, and I went to work on it this week. Over two days, because this house is an old house, and the stormwater pipes have not been completed, so. And the house is on brick stilts, so it's not built straight on the ground. Its foundation is not on the ground; it has elevated、uh, brick stilts. So the house are on these brick stilts, but the stormwater drains have not been connected to lead the water, the stormwater, the rainwater away. From the house, so every time it rains, the water, the storm water from the roof, from the gutter that comes down through the gutter system, through the storm water pipes, goes down in and around those stilts, those brick stilts, around the foundation of the house, and it causes the The soil, the ground around the house, to over time loose loosen up, right? Now we're lucky that in Australia, this continent is quite dry, so it's not very wet overall throughout the year. It only rains a few times. Throughout the year, and it only has consistent heavy rains for perhaps two or three times a year for a week or so. Other than that, it's just dry. It's mostly dry. So, pretty lucky on this continent because it's a dry continent. But still, storm water can cause a problem if it's running. Straight into your foundation, and it's not being led away, away from the foundation of the house. Right, so I had to go and put in some extra pipes to cause the water to divert the water, the storm water, to divert it away. From the foundation of this house, so this excess water will not build up 
under the foundation of the house, it will not cause any further loosening of the soil underneath my house. And therefore, <laughs> hopefully, the ground under my house will stay as dry as it can be. Now, you wouldn't think that incomplete stormwater drainage could cause a problem to the house, but over time, over many years, it can cause problem. It can cause problems for your house. So, and it's totally unintentional. This is just a work of nature, right? But it can cause problems if you have a house there that's on, built on brick stilts, right? That's placed on unsteady soil. So my point is here that Water seems to to go into places that we don't that we don't we don't go to, right? Water can go into places that we cannot go to. That's one way of saying it. Right? Water can seep into little crevices, little cracks in cement, in wood. Water can seep Water can go into sponge. We cannot go into sponge, but water can go into sponge, right? And when we press the sponge, when we squeeze squeeze the sponge, it, it can be released, right? So water can go into all these places that we, as human beings, cannot go into, right? That's one characteristic of water. It's a very spe special characteristic uh, of water. You know, when it goes into a sponge, for example, the water is invisible. You can't see it anymore. But when you squeeze the sponge, it will come out and you will see the water. Okay. This is... Uh, somehow, it seems supernatural. So water has these qualities that we as human beings could never even dream of having. Right? This is the, the amazing attribute of water. It prefers to dwell in places that no one would like to go, and no one could possibly go, right? Hence, it comes close to the Tao. Now, what does this mean? Does this mean that because water can go into a sponge, that it is close to the Tao? Not exactly. Not exactly. But what happens is when the water goes into a sponge, for example, or it goes into a crevice and we don't see it anymore, when we don't see something anymore, where does it go? Where does it actually go? Does it go into our our minds? Does it disappear? 
obviously it doesn't disappear because when we press when we squeeze squeeze that sponge the water reappears right as if it had always been there as if it was like an illusion it's an it's a type of illusion really but what happens when something goes missing it becomes spiritual right it's like spirit. If you talk about spirit, I'm not talking about God. I'm just talking about spirit. Now, you may believe that spirits exist. We have that we have a spirit or we may not have a spirit. But if I was just to talk about spirit as a phenomenon, spirit is something by nature that is there, but we cannot see it, right? So, if you don't believe in it, just pretend that it exists for a moment. So, by nature, spirit is something that's there, but it's not something that can be seen. So, that's the nature of spirit. And when we talk about spirituality, it is may or may not be the belief of something that is there but cannot be seen. So this is the kind of trick that the water plays on with our eyes, with our consciousness in a sense. When it disappears, it's still there, but we can't see it. So water is probably the closest physical element that we can get to spirit in a, in a physical sense, in a spiritual sense, in a metaphysical sense, in a psychological sense. And this is part of the power of water and its relationship to the Tao. Because the Tao is also something that we cannot see, right? Yet, it lives in our everyday lives with us. It is in our everyday worlds with us. Right? When we walk in one direction, when we go and do something, when we have a plan in our minds, when we have a dream, when we have a goal, when we have an objective for the day. For example, I wake up, I want to eat, I want to go to work. Some people want to pray. Some people want to have a take a shower in the morning. Some people don't want to. Some people have a shower at night. Some people, they wake up and it's their vacation, so they know they're not going to work, and so they have this very easy feeling over themselves, a very relaxing feeling, a very restful feeling, a very peaceful feeling. Some people wake up with stress and misery because they have to go to work and they really don't want to go to work we have all these feelings. All of these are realities to all of us. Whether on a Monday, 
or a Tuesday or a Saturday or a vacation day or a holiday. Right? All these situations are very real for a whole bunch of us. At ready at any random moment at any given time. This is the Tao, essentially. When we wake up and we know what we're doing, we have a direction to walk for the day. We want to get from A to B, B to C, C to A, whatever it is, whatever plan we have. This is the Tao. Right? This is... Our Tao, whether or not we've realized it, we are living in Tao. Now, the question now is, how do we flow with the Tao? And chapter 8 tells us that we need to perhaps be like water? Hmm. Is it a need? Do, do we need to? Or do we want to? Or is that an aspiration? Or, or is that an aim? Or is that a goal? I don't know. You'll have to answer that for yourself. But I'm sure some people feel that, yes, to be like water, to come close to the Tao, to know what we're doing every day is a need. For some people, it's it's a want. For some people, it's a desire. For others, it may be an aspiration. Whatever that feeling is, whatever that plan is, whatever that desire is of yours, water can help you. Water can help you in the everyday situation to walk in the right path. Water is in fact helping us already. Every day. We use water every day. And I don't need to go into all the ways we use water. But we use it for cleaning. To clean our objects, our things, our property, our material goods. We use it to clean ourselves. We use it as a way of relaxation in the shower, in the onsen, in, in the hot springs. It can be hot in the sauna. It can give us this burning sensation that cleanses us, that opens our pores in the skin, that makes us feel better or more relaxed. It can be cool. That can also be 
used to cool us off, to make us feel fresh or refreshed. But when I was in Japan, I remember uh, in a in an onsen in this in the center of Tokyo. They had the very hot baths, of course. The sauna. I don't know, maybe fifty, sixty degrees, something like that. Water, really hot, and then they had this cool, really cool pool with cold water, <laughs> and you would just dive into it after being in the the really hot onsen water, and it just really refreshed. Your body from head to toe. Really incredible type of feeling. If you ever get the chance to do that, so water has many uses, has many many dimensions to it as well. As I said, it can be small, it can be big. A small drip of water, big wave is 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 in a tsunami. Can cause destruction. It can be used to cleanse your your body. Some people think it can cleanse your soul, or it helps to do that with baptism and swimming in the the river, for example, and various rivers, holy rivers. Uh, some people use it as holy water. Things like this. There are shared experiences that people have, that religious people have, that non-religious people have, that spiritual people have with water, and this is the one thing: they all use water in some way. Right? This the water is the common denominator of all the spirituality. Right? Blood is also a form of. Water, so to speak, it's a different type of water, right? But it has similar qualities to water, right? It can do the same kind of things as water, right? So blood is also like a, like a cousin element of water, and so in the spiritual world, water and blood. Are like cousins, and in some ways they complement each other. In some ways they're very individualistic as well, and they have their own purposes. But uh, but both of them, both of them, come very close to the Tao. Like as it says in here. Water gets very close to the Tao. And if we want to be close to the Tao, we've got to look to water. We've got to meditate on water. We got to think of how water is. Why is it 
why is it the best kind of goodness? Why is water so special? Take a moment, take a moment in your day, in your week, to meditate on that water. Think about how you use water. Think about how water helps you, helps your family, helps your business, helps your job. We're moving on to the next part here. It says in the original text, It has one, two, three, four, five sentences here that follow the same pattern. So I'll just read it. They all follow the same pattern. They have three characters. Each sentence is made of three characters. So it says, Chu Shan Di, that's one. Xin Shan Yuan, that's the second. Yu Shan Ren, third. Yan Shan Xin, fourth. Zheng Shan Zhi, the fifth. And they all have the word Shan in the middle of them. Okay? So they're very balanced phrases here. Each sentence has three characters and the middle characters for each sentence is shan, which means good or goodness. Right? So let's look at the first phrase here. It says ju shan di. Ju means live or to dwell or dwelling. Shan di which means good, and then di means land. In the English, it, they translate this as, a man of perfect goodness chooses a low place to dwell as water. Now, in the original text, it does not say a man of perfect goodness. They're assuming here that they're talking about or referring to the man of perfect goodness, but it does not say that. In the original, it just says Ju Shan Di, dwelling, goodness, land. That's what it literally translates to. Dwelling, goodness, land. Now you could translate this in a number of ways. So the first way it says here, the person who is like water who seeks to emulate water to get close to the Tao, this person chooses a low place to dwell like water dwells in low places. Okay, and that's true because water gets pulled down into the ground by gravity. And so water drops down right okay so so if you want to be like water you gotta choose to dwell in a low place 
because water dwells in low places. Now, that, that could mean a number of things. That could mean you keep a low profile. All right? You keep a low profile and you live a, a humble life. Right? And that's a good situation to be in. Because the more flamboyant you are, the more attention you attract to yourself, it can cause problems. All right? I'm sure there are many examples that I could give, but I won't go into those specifics. You can think of them for yourself. You can see them in news. You can read through various situations that have happened in history. People who stand out, attract attention, and with that attention can come many problems. But the person who has perfect goodness or the wise person in plain words here, the wise person chooses to live low, chooses to live in a low place, chooses to live a humble life as water lives. Okay, of course, that's one way, one way of the water. Water is dragged down or pulled down into the ground by gravity. Of course, that's not the only way water travels. Water can travel in many different directions. As we know, it can be evaporated back up from the ground, back up into the sky to form clouds, for example. And clouds is something that everybody can see right, from below. So that's another course of water, but we won't go into that. Now, we're just talking about the wise person who wants to follow the flow of the water, who wants to have the superior goodness. This person chooses to dwell in low places like water. And these places low on the land could represent humility and could could symbolize uh, symbolize not being in the spotlight right now let's look at the second phrase here sin shan yuan sin means heart shan means good Yuan, yuan means deep or profound. In the English translation, it says, he has a heart as deep as water. He has a heart as deep as water. So this wise person, Xin has a heart. Xin has a heart. Shan, yuan. 
as deep as water. A heart that is deep means he does not, this person does not just use his head, he does not just use his intellect or his logic, he also uses his heart. All right? Dada Jing's not saying, do not use your head, do not use your intellect, do not use your intelligence. No, it's not saying that. Your brain, your intelligence, your logic is all part of your natural makeup. So it has a purpose. And at the same time, so does your heart. So does your heart. It also has its place. And the heart can be as deep as water. Because the heart is also is the organ that pumps blood around your body to keep it alive. It is very similar to water because your body depends on water to survive. In fact, your war your body is made up mostly of water. Right? And if we didn't have these two things, these two components, heart and water in our body, well, we would not be able to live, let alone live in the Tao or with the Tao or to be close to the Tao. So let your heart be deep. Let your heart be deep, be as deep as water can be. And water can be very deep. If we look into the sea, it is obviously very deep. If we look into the vastness of the ocean, we are astounded by its depth. It seems to us that it's endless. It's the the wonders of the underwater world seems to us like like an expanse of eternity like it's like another world if we lived under the the ocean it would totally be living in a different world than than what we're used to on land so think about this this deepness that we could really peer into if we concentrate on our hearts a little bit more. What that means to you and me may be different, but this is up to us as individuals to look into that. But the heart is deep. And it is good that it is deep, right? the heart in its nature is very deep and profound. Well, that's what it's saying. The next one, the next sentence says, Yu Shan Ren, so Yu means to be with. And this is obviously to be with other people, 
This is a reference to social relationships. Shan ren. Shan means good or goodness or to be good at. And ren means benevolence. Uh, it could also mean to be tender as a friend. Ren basically means to be good as well. Right? So in the English translation, it says here, he offers friendship as tender as water. So the wise man here, he, he lays low. The first sentence, he lays low. His heart is deep. He seeks the deepness and the profundity in his own heart. And when he is with others, Yushanren, That means when he is with others, he is good to them. He offers friendship based on sincerity. Sincerity. He is sincere in his relationships. He is tender. He is gentle. He is as gentle as water. He is as tender as water. He flows. He flows amongst these relationships. He flows well. He doesn't disrupt the the nature of the friendships. He flows with them. He gels with his friends. Right? He's good to them. Right? He's he's benevolent in his interactions with other people, whether they be his parents, his uh, children. His friends, his uncles, aunties, relatives, whoever they are. So th these are the different attributes of a wise person. He lays low. He has a heart that is deep. In his relationships with other people, he is good to them in a benevolent way. The next sentence here Yen Shan Xin. When he speaks, Yen refers to speaking or language. Shan Xin. That means is, uh, when he speaks, he, he attracts trust. Xin is trust. Right. In the English translation here, it says... He speaks as sincerely as water. In the literal translation, I would say, when he speaks, or his language, or his words, are good because they are trustworthy. All right, sincerity is another way of saying that. But sin means sin means trust. And so his his words. Are trustworthy. If you make a promise, you do good on that. You don't break it. Right? And that's what water is like. When water promises to do something, it's definitely going to do it. <laughs> water does not come and stop halfway and then decides to retreat. That's not how water works. If water is going to come, it's going to come. 
If water is not going to come, it's not going to come. That's the way it is. And water comes down and it goes back up. Then it goes in, in a cycle. And that's how it works. And so it's very predictable and it's very trustworthy in its pattern of how it works. All right. So if we want to be close to the Tao, this is one way we could improve on that. That when we speak, it it is reliable. When we speak, we are speaking reliable things. When we speak, when we promise something, we live up to our promises. We don't break them. We follow the cycle. When it rains, it rains. When it stops, it stops. It doesn't... Rain doesn't come halfway down to the earth and then in midair goes back up. No. The rain falls from the clouds, from the sky, and it, the rainwater has to hit the ground before it could go back up again. Right? It doesn't come ha- halfway down in midair and then decide it needs to go back up. No, that's not how water works. It flows the whole way through and completes the cycle. And that is what it's trying to relate to us. That is the picture that it's painting. The words go out from our mouths. And goes all the way and completes its objective before it can come back. That is what language is like when it behaves like water. That is what our characters are like when we are one with the flow of water. When we've learned how to do that. Or when we're in the process of doing that. Of course, no one can be perfect. But we learn to be in the process of doing that. And the last... The last sentence here is... Zheng Shan Zhi. In the English translation, it says, He rules a state as orderly as water. Now, you might not think this is uh, this is relevant to you because you may not be a head of state or a politician or anyone with political power. But don't worry. This is not necessarily talking about those type of people or those people in those types of positions. This is not necessarily talking about political power. Although the word means the word Zheng, Zheng Shan Zhi obviously has a political connotation to it. But Zheng means, like in Zheng Fu, means government. Zheng means to, to rule. Zheng means to admini- administer. Shan Zhi. So when he administers, when he rules, when he's managing a situation, He's actually doing it very well. His shan uh, zhi means he's good at managing. He's good at dealing with. 
is putting things in order and he's making them work, he's making them flow. I mean, there are many things in our own lives that we have to manage on a day-to-day level. But we don't have to be part of a, a Congress or a Senate or a Parliament or, or, or any group to, to know that we need to manage, manage things in our own lives in our own family, in our own households, in our own minds, in our own hearts, right? In our own lives. We have to do that on a daily basis. Manage all those things. Manage our thoughts. Manage our own finances. Manage our our own relationships with people from outside, right? Manage our feelings. Sometimes the feel our feelings can get the better of us. That is why we need to manage them. We need to rule over them. We can't let our emotions rule over us. Yes, we are emotional people. As social people, we are emotional. But we are also orderly. And we can also choose to follow different paths if we wish to. So that is the logical part of us, right? So when we rule, when we rule over ourselves, it has to be orderly. And if we follow the process of water that leads us to the Tao, then we are managing things very well. And the result of this management of ourselves is a state of order. It's not a state of ruin. It's not a state of messiness. It is a state of stability and order. Oh, there, this is so deep that we could go on for another hour. But this podcast has got to come to an end. So we're going to conclude right here. I'm just going to read the Chinese classical text right here so we can get a feeling of it. 第八章上善若水 水善利万物而不争，处众人之所恶，故基于道，居善地，心善渊，与善人，言善信，正善知。Perfect goodness is like water. Water approaches all things instead of contending with them. It prefers to dwell where no one would like to stay. Hence, it comes close to the Tao. The wise person chooses a low place to dwell, like water does. He has a heart as deep as water. He offers friendship as tender as water. He speaks as sincerely as water. And he rules and he manages the state, the state of himself, 
as orderly as water.